Thank you for joining Discipleship Conditioning, where we present anatomy through a biblical lens. Prayer requests can be made at prayer at erratphysiology.com. Our website is up and running. It is same website, erratphysiology.com, uh, but the look and feel is different. You're going to find yourself at a landing page with two green buttons. One goes to podcast, one goes to community. More on that later. Uh, this is the first time I'm recording video with this podcast. I'm going to publish this on YouTube. And so if you're watching this, you can see me looking at my camera now. And I'm looking down at my show notes and back up and to and fro. So here we go. What's the benefit of this specific podcast? Well, today, by the end of this podcast, you'll understand how community of brothers is helping another. Um, specifically our community, but all communities. Every man on this planet needs a community of men supporting him. And uh, what's the opposition? Well, a world set against us. And so we have to combat that. As a reminder of our mission, who we are, what we do, why we do it, and how we do it, uh, we're here to serve men between the ages of 20 and 40 who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. The last few days, I've been sending some invites to the community that we've built, the Ararat Physiology community. And I've got a couple of people come back and said, well, I'm 42 years old or I'm 53 years old. Is this not for me? No, it's the community is for anyone who is willing to disciple their brother. Uh, there's people of all ages that can learn from people of all ages. I'm 37, almost 40. Uh, there's going to be people that I can help that are 50. And there's going to be people that I can help that are 18. Uh, so 20 to 40 is a period of time for a man that is a very difficult period of time and a very important period of time in how we develop and grow as human beings as we contribute to society. With that period being so critical for us, it's important to have support. Uh, so with that, that's where the age range comes from, is the critical nature of needing uh, development and support of ages 20 to 40. But if you're outside of that range, we still obviously welcome you. And that goes to women as well. There's going to be women within this community. Uh, there are women within this community uh, that are supporting their husbands, their brothers, their fathers. And so that's the central focus of our community is supporting men. Doesn't mean men are more important than women. There are other communities supporting women and other communities supporting a whole bunch of things. But in our community, we're supporting men amidst a society that doesn't value them a whole heck of a lot. So what do we do? Through anecdotal experiences in life as well as the field of anatomy, and more importantly, the scholastic truth of the Bible, aimed at increasing male performance, we teach how God's word impacts every facet of our lives. My background is in exercise physiology, and so I'm oftentimes going to take a performance mindset. In the same way that I've built muscle over the years, I'm going to look at how can we increase our mind? How can we increase our spiritual awareness, our academic awareness? Any form of performance that there is a physiological tie, which is pretty much all of them, uh, I want to help men increase their performance. Not only through support and not just through what's going wrong in society, but how can we help it? How can we take ownership on our responsibility and how can we get better? Why do we do it? Well, pretty simple. We're faced with a problem of societal influence outweighing biblical influence, which leads to our succumbing to the evil tactics intended to destroy us. Um, I like the way that's written. I like the way that we phrase that. 
to me is pretty simple. The time we spend in society is greater almost always than the time we spend in God's word, the Bible. That's a problem. How do we do it? Well, we serve brothers and thereby sisters with authenticity in the midst of change ourselves through our calling and ministry as teachers relating the often opposed subjects of anatomy in the Bible. Above and beyond supporting men, I want to help men understand that their anatomy is God-inspired. The things that society often makes us feel guilty for, we have no reason to feel guilty. They are inspired by God. It was breathed into us. Our anatomy is biblical, not secular. I want to marry those two terms as opposed to keeping them apart as our society tends to do. Uh, We often associate anything scientific as a secular endeavor, and that's just not true. That's just not the case. So in our community, we're taking a whole bunch of these different lies, we're breaking them down, and we're creating better, better men in the process. I also like that I wrote here, and thereby sisters. If a man is leading his household appropriately by God's rule through the Bible, through the word of God, through the word of God, he is going to thereby serve his wife, our Christian sisters. And if we can serve our family, if we can serve our households, we can begin to serve schools, neighborhoods, communities. And if we can do that, our outreach can go further and further and further, and we can reach states and an entire nation. Let me tell you a story kind of earlier this year. I've, I've, I've said it briefly here and there on the podcast, uh, but I think the journey that I've taken in 2023 is analogous to what we're going to talk about in Scripture today. We're going to be in the book of Ecclesiastes here in just a moment. Uh, so January 2023, I've announced before, I purchased a domain, erratphysiology.com, and I didn't really know what the second step was going to be, but I took that step, that leap of faith. I ended up purchasing the domain through Weebly, uh, who is still my domain host, but I built a website through them and came into a whole bunch of issues. I wanted to create course material for people uh, to increase their performance, to have support, and I just felt like I couldn't do it there on Weebly. No offense to Weebly, they offer a great product. I still use them for the domain features and DNS reports and all that stuff. Uh, But their website builder just wasn't fulfilling the needs that I knew our community would have. And so I went away from them and I found Kajabi. And I did a trial with Kajabi and really cool set of... um, integrative systems, kind of an all-in-one thing. And I almost signed up full-term after the free trial with Kajabi. Uh, the, the course deal there was going to be robust. It was going to be great. Uh, they have a little bit of a community feature in there, that which is cool. But neither one was sort of top tier that met my high expectations for our community. So then I found Learn Worlds. Actually, truth be told, I found Learn Worlds first, but then I focused on Kajabi for about 30 days. I then spent about 30 days focusing on Learn Worlds and going through their trial. Robust, robust platform. It was going to fulfill the needs that we have for a community in terms of coursework and building tiers and subscriptions and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be fantastic, but where it fell on its face was the community aspect of it. Like Kajabi, it has a community, and uh, maybe there's a nostalgic feel to it because it reminds me of MySpace when I was in high school in early uh, adulthood. 
And uh, that to me just wasn't appealing and the features were very, very limited. But with all those platforms, their central focus was something other than community. It wasn't until I found Mighty Networks that I found a community that I could host classes on that I'm really, really excited about. And so at the end of last week, I subscribed to a year and it'll renew every year in May. And that was an upfront cost, but it's worth it to have a place where we can meet as a community. Uh, you can access it through an app, you can access it online, and it works basically like any other social media, but it's private, there's no ads, there's no advertisements whatsoever. Uh, the privacy is of the utmost importance, and most importantly for me, there's no algorithms to get through. It's just men supporting men, uh, or in other Mighty Networks, what the intention of that Mighty Network is. For instance, the first time I heard about Mighty Networks was actually through 48 Days Eagles community that I'm a part of. They use Mighty Networks, and I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. Let me look more into this. There's also another group that I follow called Dad Tired. Uh, they do a Mighty community also. Once I started diving into the ins and outs of Mighty Networks, I was sold pretty quickly, and uh, we're in the beginning stages of that. Talk more about the uh, community and what it looks like, what offers we have, those sorts of things. But that journey in 2023 is analogous to how I've grown as a man over the years. I didn't always know what the next step was going to look like, but I took a step and then God revealed another step to me and another step to me. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm humbled by that experience. I used to be really ashamed of some of the things that I've gone through in my life, but I now realize they're teaching experiences for me to have got through and continue learning from, but then be able to disciple men that are currently in those shoes. I've talked about pornography before. Now that I'm past that, it's something I can help men with that are currently struggling. And the statistics would err on the side of caution or err on the side of a lower number, I guess I should say, in terms of how many men are actually struggling with pornography. It's kind of a taboo thing that we don't really talk about. But even in the church, most stats would point towards an overwhelming percentage, 90 plus percent of men struggling with pornography. So not that my aim is to solve the issue of pornography. My aim is to help increase male performance and male support in a society that doesn't value them too much. Um, and if pornography is one of those hurdles to accomplish and getting over and healing, then we'll, we'll cross that bridge and we'll conquer that. It's one experience that I have of my many experiences that I can use to serve fellow men. Uh, and again, if you're a lady, I invite you into the community as a founding member. If you're interested in supporting men, I want to create better husbands. I want to create better brothers. I want to create better fathers and just men in general. And that helps everybody. Doesn't, it's not selfish. It doesn't help just men. doesn't help just me. It helps everybody involved. When our leaders get better, when our men get better, the whole family gets better. And I genuinely believe that. But all that to say, we always focus on the Bible. Today's episode is called Ecclesiastes 4, 5 through 8, and that's the verse that we're going to focus on, what truly matters. I hope these podcasts direct you back to the Bible, and in this instance, this specific verse. Let me read it to you. The fool folds his hands and eats his own flesh. Better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and a striving after wind. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person 
who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil. And his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks, For whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappiness business, or an unhappy business. Excuse me for the misquote there. Wonderful, wonderful verse. I hope one day I can tackle the entire book of Ecclesiastes and feel like I have a somewhat decent understanding. It's a very uh, difficult read. It's definitely poetic, and there are some nuggets that we can take from this. First, I'd like to focus on a handful of quietness. I tend to be a talker. And I tend to disclose too much information. And lately, I've really observed the power of quietness and pause. For one, I'm not treading over other people's words. Have you ever noticed how we oftentimes fill the space? There's an awkwardness to the space that we have. As soon as someone gets done speaking something, we're right in there to interject. And this gets worse in a group because now there are many people voting to fill that space. And you'll see things like, as I'm concluding my sentence, I haven't even finished my sentence, and your lips are already in position to say what you need to say. So in terms of quietness, I've learned to observe the space and relish the space. Now, at best... I'd like to aim for about seven seconds of silence. That rarely happens. I have to continually remind myself of that. But what I found is when I give that period of space, seven seconds, which seems like an hour, a lot of times the person will continue talking and they weren't completely done vetting what they were going to talk about. On the other side, if I'm the person talking and I'm vetting more, sometimes I disclose too much information. You might ask me a simple yes or no question and I give you 13 paragraphs on the matter. Did you really need that much information when you were searching for a yes or no? Probably not. And sometimes it's better to remain quiet, not disclose so much, than it is to continue on talking and just bearing it all. Now, in the midst of a community, I like the ability to bear it all and support each other. But oftentimes, we're better served with our two ears than we are our one mouth. And so I try as much as I can to listen twice as often as I'm speaking. This isn't the direct message of handful of quietness, um, but it, it's something that I want to speak about. Next part of it that I'd like to speak about is this idle hands, this refusing to work. Uh, there's this um, term going around called quiet quitting that I heard about the other day. You're seeing that with society. You're seeing people that are quiet quitting where they're not actually quitting their job, but they're just not really working anymore. They're just collecting a paycheck. Um, this idleness that it's going to continue to talk about with these sort of still hands is a recipe for disaster. I know for me, being too busy can be an issue, but if I'm busy enough, a lot of times it can help me sort of stay out of trouble. And you hear that with a lot of people, with their kids especially, that they're getting into a sport. Well, that's a great idea because that'll keep them out of trouble. There's obviously some things that are wrong in those statements and some things that we need to correct. Make sure we're raising our children correctly and, and those sorts of things paramountly. But 
the point is the refusing to work or the idleness is a recipe for disaster. It allows us to get into sin and sort of become satisfied in that way. Because regardless of how much we're moving and how much work we're doing, we're going to seek some sort of positive dopamine rush that we'll talk about here in a minute. This also reminds me of my morning discussion uh, earlier this morning, Wednesday mornings, with the men's group that I'm in. And we talked there about meekness. And let me just pull up real quick here on the computer. Uh, For those of you watching video, my eyes keep dipping down because I'm looking at the computer, looking at the script. And what I want to do here is pull up definitions directly off the internet for meekness because I don't think many of us can define meekness properly. So the first definition that pops up is meekness is the fact or condition of being meek and submissive. In our society, that doesn't sound very good, but it sounds like what we would probably define meekness to be. Let me give you a better definition. Let's see, where is it here? This is an example, excuse me. Her meekness covers up a precious intelligence and strength. So there it's described more as a gentle strength as opposed to uh, a submissiveness, which is perceived as a weakness. So meekness, when we get to the other end of this and we are quietly listening and we're not bombarding the conversation the meekness shows a quietness a gentleness but there is strength if you've ever been around someone that when they speak the whole room listens that's kind of what we're after here with meekness and so i think it's important to look at more the biblical definition of meekness Uh, even jesus was described as being meek and in our societal view today that that's weak that's not what we want but i believe that's the improper definition i would submit to the definition for meekness of gentle strength. Next section of scripture I'd like to focus on is either son or brother. In this part, it talks about one person. Later on, after Ecclesiastes 4, 5 through 8, it talks about two person. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But with one person, there really is no end to the toil or sin that we'll get ourselves into. I know that. When I isolated in my previous life, uh, I used to think that the only person that I'm hurting is myself. And so it really doesn't matter how much toil or sin that I get into because it doesn't really affect anybody else. I would tell myself this lie and I would continually allow myself to become entrapped by the sin that I was living. Later on, I realized that I truly was hurting people outside of my central egotistic view on myself, Um, but I had nobody to pull me out or the people that were willing to help pull me out, I would shut them down and I would remain as one. If you read the Bible directly and you read commentary on the Bible, a lot of times you'll see that focused in this section of the Bible on that being highlighted, that one is a dangerous place to be. You want to be at two or more. Later on, the Bible talks about when two or more gather, Uh, God is with us. Very accurate, very true, amazing uh, 
different topic for a different conversation. For here, we're just looking at that community. We're looking at that support system. If I would have been willing to listen to my fellow men who were trying to help me in that period of time, it may have prevented a lot of turmoil. But the relationship is two-sided, right? I had to be in a spot where I was willing to accept the help. And they had to be in a spot where they could help. And I see that a lot with men that I help. At a certain point, there has to be a period of time where the person not only asks for help, but genuinely wants to get better. And hopefully our community will, will bring that to light and help all men at whatever stage they're at. Physiologically, as we often relate here, because it's a physiological performance, our anatomy, how we're wired, this is associated largely with dopamine. We all suffer from this. Uh, Think about foods that you like. Oftentimes, there's a dopamine rush. Yesterday, I was having a really rotten day for not really a good reason, not really an apparent reason, just letting myself kind of get down in the dumps. And with that, what did I turn to? Uh, well, I thought mm, it'd be good to get a hamburger on the way home. You know, that simple sugar, those high fats, those things that are very appealing to the taste buds that give me a dopamine rush. Now, does a hamburger make it all better? Well, no, certainly not. In fact, I probably feel worse after the hamburger. Does that mean that I'm saying you never indulge in a hamburger? No, we live in America. Hamburgers are great. Well, probably cheeseburgers are better, but nevertheless, The point is not to make it about a chasing dopamine response. So don't chase the hamburger, the cheeseburger, when you're just trying to make yourself feel better. Uh, Do it because you've had a good productive week. You're going to reward yourself, and it sounds good. Um, Doesn't mean you won't still get that dopamine rush, but the motive is completely different. And at its worst, at its extremes, dopamine is associated with pornography. It's associated with drug use. And those can become highly addictive, not only because of the noxious chemicals within the drug, let's say, but also the internal response and the dopamine. We can build up a tolerance to this. So with this, we seek more and more and more of something to get the same sort of dopamine rush. So we could go on for hours about this, but it's pretty easy to see how detrimental uh, and entrapping this can become. So as I've said before, with two or more, it's very important that we have community and we have men to lean on. I'm going to have my tough days where I have a, a group of people, the community that I lean on to help me through those times and simply just give me encouragement for where I'm at and remind me of the things that I've done and the things that I've got through. I just posted my testimony on the community yesterday and it's vulnerable. I don't like it. It's kind of hard to disclose some of those things, but I did and I'm very thankful that I did. And the support that I get for, wow, this was really inspiring. Your level of of vulnerability that you've shown is inspiring for me to be vulnerable and actually talk about things and have deep conversation, not just be so focused on, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, great. Go your separate ways, right? How often do we say I'm good when we're clearly not good, right? Getting to that deep conversation, This happens with two or more. This happens with community. This happens with building trust over time. A part of the reason why I create this podcast and I have it for free on all the podcasting apps, and today I'm starting the video to be on YouTube as well and providing that for free, is because I want to develop a relationship and I want to show my vulnerability in the midst of my own change with this. 
hopefully, with that vulnerability and that relationship formed, you're looking for more of that in your life. And you're encouraged to join our community where you can experience more of this and you can get more in-depth experience one-on-one with the different members of our community. Again, we'll talk more about that later, but we're excited about that community and hope that you consider joining with us. All right, the last part here would be for who am I toiling? And this is interesting. Um, as it's talking about the one man by by himself, the one son or one brother, uh, it says he doesn't ask this question. But if we were to ask this question, it would lead to some really profound questions like, what is the point of all this? You know, in today's society, we're told, and I'm going to share a song with you later that I think sums up a lot of this stuff really well, uh, but we're kind of told that our value is in the work that we do. If you ask a man his purpose, a lot of times it's what he does for a living. In fact, if you meet somebody, what's the first thing that they ask you? It's generally something along the lines of what do you do for work? What do you do for a living? As if that defines us, right? As if that's the most important thing. Well, if our purpose is wrapped up in that, when we get fired, where's our purpose, right? When we retire, where's our purpose? The statistics on how many people die directly after retirement are really appalling. And it would maybe indicate that that person wrapped up their purpose in what they did for a living. And they put off sort of the their true enjoyments in life into the vacation period of life known as retirement. Well, that they'd learned that their purpose was associated with their work. And when their work no longer existed, Simply, they no longer existed, at least in this human form. So I like this. For whom am I toiling? I love these deep questions. I hope more men and women ask themselves this. Why am I here? What's the point? What am I called to do? And I certainly hope that that encourages them to reach and open the greatest book ever written. Beyond that, what's the purpose of men? What's the purpose of women? Again, Open the book. You'll find the answers. In our community, we talk about those things. Why are we here? What's our purpose? For whom am I toiling? Mentioned it a few times already, but our new website is up, erratphysiology.com. Through there, again, you'll, you'll see a very simple landing page, and you'll see two green icons in the very center in sort of the hero section of the website. And there you'll see our community and you'll see, see our podcast. Podcast will take you to our podcast.airratphysiology.com website where all our podcasts are. That's new. So you can click on a specific episode. I'm starting to build more and more of transcripts. You can click on transcripts and you can look at that. Um, all sorts of cool stuff that you can do in there. Then if you click community, that'll take you to our mighty network, our community. With that, if you join, you can download the app so you can get stuff directly to your phone and be a part of our community in a way that is private with no advertisements and no algorithms. So we're really excited about that. Again, a couple of the websites. So the first one again is just airatphysiology.com. It'll take you to those two links. Or if you want to bypass that, you can just click or type in, I should say, community.erratphysiology.com and it'll take you straight to our Mighty Network, uh, the sign-up page for that. Or if you want to look at the podcast, podcast.erratphysiology.com and that'll take you straight to our podcast page. There will be more that span from that. I'm working on a products page, product or products with an S, dot 
airatphysiology.com. That'll have all the programs that I've written and those sorts of things. But our main two points that we're guiding you to is our podcast and our community. Okay. If you're listening to this, you're already listening to the podcast and I'm guiding you to the community. That's where I want you. I want you to join our community. I'm calling you. I'm asking you to join our community so we can continue to help each other. Not only join the community to be discipled to, but to disciple others and create a brotherhood. And again, women are involved as well. I highly encourage women joining also. One, it could be it could serve a, a number of purposes. One, you could simply look at it as an opportunity to see what um, what what men are doing for each other and how you can better serve your husband or brother or father. Or it can be something that is immersive and you're interactive and you can share your wins on things that you've accomplished, things you value uh, in your husband, in your brother, in your son, great things that they've done. Those things are really motivating and important to the members of our community. This song that I'm going to share with you here in a little bit talks about how most of us men feel most of our lives. Now, I'd like to thank my wife. Amanda is getting me out of that along with my salvation that I've received from Jesus Christ and getting me through that to where I can listen to the song and I can say, man, those were dark times when I felt that way. Are there still a few things that I feel and relate with? Certainly, but I'm in a much better situation. And a lot of that is thanks to my wonderful, my beautiful wife. And so when I give you the song and you listen to that, if you're a man, see what you relate to. Post about it in the community. Let's have a discussion about it. If you're a woman, ask the men in your life to listen to the song. And do you feel this way? And maybe it'll provide a different insight as to what is going on in the minds of everyday men in this society in 2023. So let me give you the, let me skip over here on my next couple points. And let me give you the video. I've referenced it a number of times. It's by, and it'll be in the show notes also, it's by an artist called Dax, D-A-X, and the song is called To Be a Man. I believe it was released earlier this year. Uh, My buddy James sent it to me, and I listened to it once or twice, and then kind of put it on the shelf for a little while, and then listened to it a few more times thereafter, and I've listened to it eight times today on the way to men's group four times, and on the way back four times, and it, it makes me well up in tears every time I hear it. It's just, it's so profound. It so hits the nail right on the head in terms of what the majority of men are feeling in today's society. So we hope that you listen to that. We hope that you join our community. We hope that you listen to our podcast. We've given the web address directly for that. Of course, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff as well. You're now going to be able to find this on YouTube as well in video form if you'd like to get the video version of it. In this video, you can see the, let me get my rights and my lefts figured out here on screen. You can see my drum set, which I hardly ever play. My friend Scott would be mad at me. He'd look and see the dust and anyways, don't, hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. So I'm not in trouble. And if you know, Scott, don't tell him that there's dust on there. I'll, I'll be in trouble for that. Um, you can see whiteboard in the background. I can't figure out my rights and lefts. This is interesting. All right, so you're going to see behind me, you're going to see James 117, which my wife wrote on the board probably a few months back. She changes that out every now and then. You see my chair. Oh, there again, I was wrong on the right and the left. You see my chair over here. And uh, my buddy Vladimir made this leather satchel book bag, whatever you want to call it. 
It's phenomenal. He also made a, um, a wallet for me and uh, great, great work. Highly recommend what he does. And then I was kind of hoping that my St. Bernard would wake up and show himself on screen. And you might've been able to hear him snoring through this. Uh, he's currently doing just that, passing out, wiggling his paws and wiggling his jowls as he's probably chasing a, a cat or something in his dream. Who knows? But anyways, maybe he'll show himself on one of these episodes and and you'll get to see his um, his philopagus nature, as I like to say. Anyways, so YouTube, you'll be able to find us there. Uh, we were working on every biblical verse. Unfortunately, we didn't get permission, copyright permission to proceed with that project. So we're kind of reassessing on how we're going to proceed with that. But uh, um, if you're interested in the biblical verses that pertain to human anatomy and physiology on our social media, we post them all the time, uh, one verse at a time on our community, we're posting them. Uh, and we'd be certainly happy to share with you our experience and what we've found. Again, our primary emails that have been mentioned more frequently in previous episodes, but we'll mention them here again today. If you want to say hello, if you want to inquire at anything that we've said, you can reach out at a couple emails, hello at erratphysiology.com. Also, uh, we have, what's the other one? I just forgot it. Okay, well, that's embarrassing. Oh, well. Um, so hello at erratphysiology.com will get you right where you need to be. Uh, oh, sorry. There's the other one. Prayer at error at physiology. If you have prayer requests, as it's obvious at this point in the game, I don't edit these. I want to be vulnerable. I want to see my mistakes. I want you to see my mistakes. It's all good. Errorphysiology.com. Please check it out and let me know what you think. And I look forward to seeing you in the community. So that's our take home message. That song Dax is the artist to be a man is the name of the song. Please check it out. Uh, but other than that, find a community of men. And whether our community is the right community for you or not, uh, we pray that you give a community a shot. And if it's ours that you choose to go with, uh, we'd love to see you there and we'd love to support you and, and receive support from you. Okay. All right. Uh, appreciate that. As we'll conclude here, it's with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. <laughs>